Hi, Andras Jones here with a couple of quick announcements. In August, we'll be wrapping up Season 2 of Radio 8 Ball, and I'll be coming out with my first record in quite a while. It's called All You Get, and I hope you'll check it out. This show, the great songwriters we've had as guests, and your attention have inspired me to want to do it again, so I am. And on July 25th, I'll be playing songs from the record at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California, accompanied by the cats on this here episode you're about to hear. After my set, they'll be performing as the Sheriffs of Schrodingham. That's at 11 p.m. My show's at 10. That's 10 o'clock sharp at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California on July 25th. If you can be there, we'll see ya. And if not, we'll miss ya. I'm Aaron Pita. I'm Matt Brousseau. And we're the hosts of Profiles in Eccentricity on the Starburns Audio Network. And you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball Give us a shake It's the Radio 8 Ball Show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with our musical guests, Vikram Devastale and Ross Garen. Hello. 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 And you are joined, of course, on guitar and smiling faces by John Schroeder. Yes. He's there. He, he is silently waving once again. And now joining us in the studio to engage the pop oracle of Vikram and Ross's music is a fellow named Sam Gendel. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Sam. Now, I see from my notes that you are saxophone and vocals. Um, yeah, sure. You are saxophone I, and vocals. I, yo, that sound you made at the beginning? Yeah. That was, that was cool, man. Man, thank you. Uh, that yeah, synthesizer. It, it wakes me up. I need to I was out. get me, gets me right into this. So, uh, so how do you know? Did, now, it's uh, you're listed as saxophone and vocals. Does that mean that you play with these guys? Do you play music with these guys? No. No, not at all. <laughs> Would you, no. if they asked? Uh, yeah, maybe. Not yeah. put you on the spot. Yeah, I might. If they paid you, right? Yeah, sure. Right. It's been known to happen, yeah, yeah. at least with me and Sam. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Vikram, what was it that inspired you to invite Sam to join us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's from Visalia, so right off the bat, that's a hot topic. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know I, anything. What is Visalia? What is Visalia? Oh, yo. Visalia is um, just a little town where I came from. Where? Central Cali. Central Cali. Yeah. Got it. You just you just had a Gary Johnson moment there. Uh, what is Aleppo? Yeah. Moment. <laughs> what is Vice? <Vicelia? laughs> uh, is it is it the same? 
<laughs> no, it's just it's just funny to me because I grew up in New Mexico and Gary Johnson was the governor of New right. Mexico. And when people told me that Gary Johnson was running for president, I was like, really? <laughs> so let's just say that I, I had my my bets placed on other horses. Right. That That's race. poetic, man. That's poetic. So where what's the nearest what's the nearest metropolis to Visalia? L.A. Re- okay. So why do I not know this place? <clears throat> what goes on in Visalia? Not much, man. We had, we had like one really fun hang in Visalia. Got to his parents' house. His dad was ready for us with uh, cantaloupe wrapped in prosciutto. Hmm. Ah, uh, that's true. We we drank. Uh, what is it? Kimmel? What what is that? Yeah, Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? It's um, it's, it's like a German liqueur from caraway. It's just it's just caraway seed. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and then and then the next day we wandered uh, the the streets of of Sam's childhood. We ate those little hot dogs. That oh yeah, we ate Taylor's hot dogs, and then Vikram wrote a rap. That's right, called Bedford Wives, as I recall. No, I think it was called Bistro. Bistro. <laughs> oh man. Do you, do, yeah. you, do you remember any of this rap? No. You can lay on us. No? Bedford Wives came later because then that was in response to a. Uh, so like a Stepford Wives. Reference? Oh, that's right. Because Richard, our friend Richard, was staying at an apartment. And he was just like subletting an apartment in Bedford, and we went and visited him in New York. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, we go way back. This is what you do a lot. Of, and so do you? Do you have you been on as uh, fellow horn players? Do you find yourself getting booked on gigs together? Is that how you? No, no. <laughs> this it's it's happened before, but but generally no. Generally no. So you're yeah. just friends for the sake of friendship. Yeah, how boring. Yeah, that's wonderful. No, that's great. <laughs> Isn't that the best? I love it. Yeah, I do find that a lot of musicians, uh, all their friends are musicians, and they only hang out with them when they're playing. Right. I, I do try to resist that as much as possible in my own life, even though I love playing with my friends. Right. Um, so. Yeah, we yeah. mostly hang out. We don't mostly play. Right. And when you and when you hang out, when you're not in Visalia, what do you do when like in L? You go out to shows together here in LA. You, you know, go for find I live here hot in dogs. LA. Yeah, yeah. But when you're here, yeah. so when you're not in Visalia, when you're living here in LA, what's the what do you do besides playing? Like it's yeah. The natural thing to do is play music together. But what is the? You play tennis. Sam or? is less of a going out type than uh, than I am. So you just go but over to uh, his house and hang out and yeah, drink we just go weird for German coffee or whatever. Or... Just uh, talk about life, the universe, and everything. Yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. So well, let's switch over. So what are what projects are you currently in, engaged in? Um, not too many, really. I. Uh... I did some things in the past, but not too much recently. I'm kind of taking a little step in some direction. And uh, so that's the honest answer to the the question. Basically nothing. So you're taking a step in some direction. What does that mean? Like you're... I don't know. I don't don't exactly know. I'm just here and um, I enjoy doing certain things. Sometimes play music, hang out with Vic, other people, mostly my girl. And life is good, and that's kind of my mo, you know. Yeah. I, you seem like you got your priorities <laughs> well, straight. Vikram knows. <laughs> he knows. That's what I'm saying because he already knows. Yeah, and and it's hard to articulate what that is, but I'm available right now. 
Is what I'm trying to say. I'm, making not, my, I'm not available in life. Available as to life. To life. I'm available to life. It's a beautiful feeling where I wasn't for a long time, and now I am, and、um, it's really cool because every day is open. As far I mean, I have obligations, responsibilities. It's not a free pass. It's just more of a mental、uh, perspective, if you will. I will. I absolutely will. <laughs>、yeah. So, well, why don't we just get into your question for the Pop Oracle? Yeah, let's get into it. What do you got for us? Well, you know, the question is this: if it doesn't, if none, nothing really matters, then why bother? If nothing really matters, then why bother? And now to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. All right. Na 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 na. Wheel of eight. Song number six, which is Doctor Ford. If nothing really matters, what? what say it again. If, if nothing really matters, if it doesn't matter, then why bother? If it doesn't matter, then why bother? Okay. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword, and the truth is marching onward, Doctor Ford. There's a time. To be a winner, and a time to know defeat. There's a time to rise up shouting, and a time to take your seat. There's a part of life that's bitter, and a part of it that's sweet. All these notes will come together in a chord. Cause the truth. Is marching onward, Doctor Ford. I have read a fiery gospel, writ in burnished rows of steel, as you deal. With my contemners, so with you, my grace shall deal. Let the hero born of woman crush the serpent with her heel, till the faith of all the cynics is restored. 'Cause the truth is marching onward, Doctor Ford. I was raised. To think of justice as a thing we all could share, no more private than the water, or the mountains, or the air. And I won't be told it's different, 'cause the folks don't seem to care as they lie out in the sunshine, feeling bored. 'Cause the truth is marching onward. Doctor Ford. He 
Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me as he died to make men holy. Let us live to make them free. They will say it wasn't raining, then it poured. But the truth is marching onward, Dr. Ford. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And that was Dr. Ford from Vikram Devastali and Ross Guerin. And that was the answer to Sam's question, if it doesn't matter, why bother? So, before we get into interpreting that as the answer to the question, I think there are some interesting interpretations there. Vikram, you want to tell us a little bit about the background of that song? Yeah, it was uh, sort of a thought experiment, I guess. Uh, So, as you will have noticed, it borrows liberally from the Battle Hymn of the Republic, the lyric of which was written by Julia Ward Howe, who was a poet and a social activist uh, who lived through the Civil War and who wrote that lyric to a song called John Brown's Body, uh, which was a uh, tribute to the, the great abolitionist John Brown. Um, and so I was intrigued with the idea of working with with a, a writer from a, a different time. And also, the more I thought about Christine Blasey Ford, you know, there are so many things that you could talk about in thinking about the situation. The, the one that I think about a lot is that, you know, there's... I just wonder what it must be like to be her. Mm-hmm. Um, setting aside, you know, the battle was fought and lost, right? I mean, this guy is on the Supreme Court now. What must it be like to be a a law professor of all things and to know that this person is, has ascended to as high a position as a person like that can possibly ascend? Um... I, j- I can't even imagine it. Um, but I suppose writing the song was my way of, of reckoning with that in my own mind. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you, when you wrote it? Was it like the, do you remember the day? It's when a, a, it's so, uh, I think about the day that she gave her testimony. That mm. was, one of the weirdest days that I can remember, just the feeling tone around the, the all, across, and everyone I knew. It was just, I've, I don't, there was a particular feeling to that day that I will never forget, and I don't think I could ever express to someone who didn't live through it. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, was this something you wrote that day, around that time, leading up to that, since no, then? No, you... I, I don't think I could have written it right then, but I do remember you know, talking to a lot of women in my life during that time and and underneath everything that they were saying was 
this kind of sick feeling like somehow this guy is going to win in mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, he did. <clears throat> and just feeling like, wow, like, what do I even say to that? I mean, there's nothing you can say to that. Right. And then so much more so for her in particular, you know, this person, I mean, there's heartbreaking accounts of her, like, not only what happened to her, but then also, like, over the years, seeing him ascend to, like, higher and higher positions and every mm-hmm. day thinking, like, okay, like, I can live with that, I can live with that, and I can live with that. And then one day you, like, open the paper and it's like, yep, the day that she must have known was coming on some level arrived and she was, like, this far but no further. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just, I, I don't have the words. I just can't imagine it. Well, you're the, um, again, speaking of the feeling tone, the, I can hear in your voice, the grav, you're taking me back to feeling the impact of that. So, and that's what that song does. So it's a, it's an interesting answer to the question. So I'm kind of curious, Sam, what did you think about that as the answer to the question, if it doesn't matter, why bother? Um, well, I don't really know much about what y'all are talking about right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. Not much. Maybe I'm not that deep or that scholarly or it's because I don't um, know much about history or the news. Um, it's just, that's just the facts. And so for me, I'm listening to the song, I'm thinking, okay, I ask a song like that, or excuse me, I ask a question like that. Whoever's out there listening, you all you all listened, and while you were listening, maybe you're thinking about the words, maybe you weren't, maybe you just listened to the lyric, you know, the lyric, or some of you don't even pay attention to the lyric, and you just listen to the music, or you get the feeling of something. For me, that's what that's what my relationship is with Vikram. So I know him, and I think, okay, no matter what Vikram is singing about, it's it's more of like what the, what is he making? How is he making me feel right now, based on? how he's using these materials. And, yo, Vic, that was beautiful, bro. You're uh, kind you. of out of another era, and I'm glad you're here with us in 2019. And uh, so for me, I say, you know, I listen to that. I ask a question like that. You all hear that question, then we listen to the song. How do you How do you feel about that? That's It's not really a question for me to answer. It's just I got what I wanted out of it, and I hope everyone out there did as well. I have a, I have a couple of ideas. So first of all, I, uh, thanks for being honest about not knowing something. A lot of people will pretend like they know stuff when they don't, and it takes a you know it takes a certain amount of character to just be like, yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about there. So especially when people are like, oh my god, this is so blah 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 blah. You're like, I don't know. So the idea of I don't know what it, what, where that question comes from, but for myself, when I think about if it doesn't matter, why bother? The things I think about is like the sense of something we were talking about earlier about like uh, uh, with Alexis with her question. The question she didn't ask was like, should we even bother having savings account? Or basically, the idea that we're do- yeah. we're we're all we're all doomed in a way that is more than just like individual doom. That as like we're facing, you know, extinction level issues in our lifetime so when i think of it doesn't matter that's what i think of. like why are we like i've had friends i have friends who are like why are you getting excited about the race for the president it's unless we deal with climate change it doesn't matter if you have universal health care it doesn't matter if we have all these other things climate change is the only issue the only issue of we don't deal with that forget about it and 
whether or not we're going to do with that is certainly up in the air. Um, and that's a weird choice of terms because we're dealing with things in the air. But anyway, um, but I think when you give me that, when you play that song, the idea of what doesn't matter to me is different than what doesn't matter in general. So why bother, like, as I was saying to my friend who was saying this about the the sense of doom, like, if you are on a sinking ship and you know you are on a sinking ship, do you want to be the person freaking out and punching people in the face before that time comes? Or do you want to be the person who's in service to fellow, to your fellow people to make whatever time you have better? And so that's what I thought is like the idea of expanding our field of what matters. If it doesn't, just because it doesn't matter to me, doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. And so why bother is because I share, I'm on this ship with these other people. And if they are in trauma and I'm not, that I'm in a sort of a perfect place where I can, because I'm not bothered, because it doesn't matter to me, maybe I can step into the situation with a kind of intelligence that is different than if I'm being personally threatened. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about the circumstances under which the Battle Hymn of the Republic was written, you know, this was a woman who couldn't... I mean, a woman who, in spite of being brilliant and rich, you know, a person of high social standing, couldn't even vote. And the outcome of the war at that point was very much in doubt. And this was her waking up in the morning, turning to her bedside table and writing down, the Union is going to crush the Confederacy with the fury of God's own thunder. (laughs) And I I don't know what it takes to to write like that um, or to just have that kind of faith it's not something that i carry around with me um but i guess the answer to the question why do we care is that that's all we do mm-hmm. is care about things mm-hmm. and we all draw the lines where we want to and it's always somewhat arbitrary but our values do converge on certain points and with the distance of 150 years, we can look back and say, oh, yeah, you know, she was onto something. And my hope is that people will be able to look back at what happened to Dr. Ford with the distance of some time and be able to say the same thing. Yeah. I still... Oh, I, there got to be some way to get that guy out of there. But there is a way. Yeah. Yeah. Impeachment of a Supreme Court justice is not uh, unprecedented. I well, then. And since we're since we're doing all sorts of unprecedented things, why not do why not do that? I I'm getting a few. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, Sam, um, thank you for asking a question that that is so. I don't know, rooted in a in a feeling that I think a lot of us have of hopelessness or cynicism. For me, it's actually not any of that. It's um, I know why I bother. And I, that's for me. And I feel, you know, I, I, I'm not, it's not a negative question at all. That's all. 
It's very positive, in fact. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's, I mean that's how I that's yeah. how I received it. Very. Yeah. I don't know. I know there's there are those things and there are other things and it's all trying to uh, work itself out and I hope it does. I truly do. That's good. That's a good place to end it. That's good. Thank you. Or, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.